Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Thank you for joining us at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. I'm super excited about our interview today with a client, uh, Sheila. Sheila and I have been meeting over the last couple months with a series of e-sessions, as well as doing some work in our Core Foundations course. And she just has a really inspiring story um, and a journey to share. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. How are you doing, Sheila? I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. Thanks for joining me. I know it's sometimes a little nerve wracking, but I we have such great conversations and I wanted to share them with other people. Well, thank you for asking me. I'm happy to be here. All right. So why don't we start off with just letting people know a little bit about you. Kind of tell them just whatever you want to share, a little bit about you, where you live. If you want to share your age, you can. You don't have to. Why you, how you even found out about us and started looking at the tummy team. Okay. Um, I don't mind sharing my age. I'm 66. Um, I have four children and three grandchildren and another grandchildren on the way. Woo-hoo. And, um, I'm in my second marriage. Um, we've been together about 17 years and, um, I, I actually found out about the tummy team through a Pilates teacher of mine who has a Facebook group. And someone on the Facebook group talked about her experience with the tummy tummy team. And um, my Pilates teacher works now in nutrition with pregnant women. So she's around a lot of women who are pregnant or just had babies. And um, I knew, I, I, I lived with chronic pain. From 1988 until about a couple months ago, um, the chronic pain for probably came from several different things. But the I had Lyme disease, and then post Lyme syndrome, then fibromyalgia, then um, I uh, I ended up getting very depressed. And I was on antidepressants and not moving. And I developed an excruciating hip pain so that I, this is like 1994 and I could hardly walk. Mm-hmm. So a doctor recommended that I see this kind of trainer slash physical therapist, which I embraced fully and worked with him for six years. I was in great shape, did well. Um, and then I uh, ended up divorced and relocated and not having as much um, discretionary income. So, and I was very depressed. Um, So I didn't exercise uh, for about 15 years. Yeah. So in 2015, I was in California 
And um, my back was so bad, I couldn't lift up my grandchild. Uh, so I went to see, I went to this back doctor and he gave me an opioid, uh, tramadol. Mm-hmm. And it helped with the pain a little bit. When I went back the next month, he said, uh, just double the dose. So I did. And the pain pretty much went away. And I started swimming and um, doing Pilates. Um, I was able to babysit my grand, two grandsons by then. Um, I could pick him up. I could walk with him. I could help him on his bike. There was all this stuff that I could do. It was, it was like a, it was a really, really exciting time for me. Um, we, my wife and I relocated to Raleigh, North Carolina for her job. And this is now 1917 uh, or 16. And the crisis is in full swing now. And 2016, you mean? 2000, yes. Yeah, sorry, I said 19. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what happened? We went back and yes. So the doctor um, said, I'm uncomfortable prescribing 300 milligrams of tramadol I'll give a day. I'll give you 200. I said, okay. So I did that. Um, and my wife lost her job and needed to find a new job. And she did. And it's in Richmond. That's where we are right now, Richmond, Virginia. And I went in and got my um, GP and told them the medication I'm on, and there's uh, antidepressants and some anti-anxiety medication, uh, um, and then the tramadol. And she was not going to prescribe the tramadol. And I said, I can't live without the tramadol. I have, I, this is the only thing that gave me my life back. And uh, it's a small amount. It's a low-grade opioid. I mean, come on. No way. Virginia is really strict. Um, so we started to taper and we got down to about a hundred milligrams a day. And this was, I'm trying to think maybe last summer or last fall. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't go any lower. So in the meantime, she had sent me to a pain specialist. Um, she had sent me to a neurologist I and mean, we were just trying to figure out, I had an MRI done um, we were just trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, trying to find the cause of the pain as mm-hmm. well. You have a lot of things that could be contributing, but now your body had been on this opioid for so long, masking possibly symptoms and that you don't even, or masking the cause and not knowing what the actual root of it is at this point. Exactly. The other thing that they said to me, which I didn't believe them, but when I, when I finished the story, I, I, I do believe them is that one of the symptoms of withdrawal from an opioid is pain. So as I would be, I could only take that two, confuses everything, right? Yes. Yeah, it does. Cause as the opioid drops off and your blood level gets low, your pain level rises and in your mind, you're thinking this is the old pain that I've always had. But what happened was that, she sent me to this neurologist. He said he would take over prescribing the tramadol. So she was happy about that. Then he, and, and we, we, I went on seeing him and he last like December said, I'm not prescribing tramadol anymore. This is your last bottle. 
and he gave me 60. And so my wife and I looked at each other and we knew how we'd tapered before and it didn't really work very well. So we decided between the two of us that we would taper it um, more slowly and less amount. So rather than tapering 25 milligrams a week, we tapered 12.5 milligrams every 10 to 14 days. And I got to choose the day to drop between the 10 and the 14th. That, that, that was my, my power in there, which I thought was great. And I took my last dose of tramadol on June 2nd of this year. Yeah. And I had no rebound pain. I'm so proud of you. And this is why I found you, because I knew I had to get off this tramadol. And I also know from working with Laura, my previous Pilates teacher, that my core is is just, I'm just like not connected to my core. I I was a gymnast and a diver and a swimmer as a child, so I must have had some connection. But I have these really long legs and this really short torso, and it it just I just didn't. I, as a sixty six year old, I my stability isn't that great. My it's there's just a lot. So I so I went through the videos, the core and, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of tummy pain. Right. And um, I'm so I'm looking at my notes here. I just I, I wanted to say that in the 32 years since I had Lyme disease, I have been tried on 31 different psych medications. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. So, um, what I'm I'm looking for? I had. Uh, Numbness in my feet, numbness in my thighs, pain in my, I mean, it was just, it, it, it was just a lot all of different things. things going on. And, and you, when you came, when we started working together, you um, had done, you hadn't finished core foundations. You had started right. and you could tell that something was happening in your body, but you felt like you wanted to make sure you were doing things correctly because you had been so disconnected from your body for so long and kind of in this fog of the opiate fog of not knowing what pain is what, right? What is caused from this withdrawal? What is caused from the, you know, kind of more of the, the global pain that comes with like fibromyalgia and Lyme's disease and what is musculoskeletal, what is structural, what is inactivity? Like you were on this journey of kind of figuring out What's what and what can I treat and how can I treat it? And and what I what I remember so much about that first meeting with you is um, how investigative your brain was. Like you were like, <laughs> really kind of like, let's figure this out. Like and, and yeah. you were willing to do it and very honest with yourself of knowing where you would get stuck and where you would kind of shut down and not want to go there or where you'd get afraid and stuff like that. And recognizing, I think we've, we've had such beautiful conversations about how um, your emotional health and your mental health was really affected by your physical 
health and your physical health was affected by your emotional health and your mental health and how we really started to kind of pull all of those pieces together and not look at things just individually, but look at it all together. And, and, and it's been a really interesting process. Yeah. I think when I first started to talk to you, I couldn't do the dishes. I couldn't cook. Um, I, uh, I couldn't walk the dog. I didn't want to drive. I, um, I had, I, I did have a fog and I had a hard time keeping track of the, um, of the, of the modules. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just went and I said, okay, so you've invested in this, you know, it's going to do something, but. I just have lived too long to know that if you don't have the expert person there, the right person, that you can really get yourself off track, at yeah. least for me. I that, think you get self-sabotaged for sure with a lot of right. things. You get a little bit overwhelmed and then kind of spiral out of it a little bit, even though you know mm-hmm. it's what's good. Because I think that self-care component has been real tricky for you. Um, yes. You no, know, because there's a difference between survival and self care, and I think for a long time you were in a survival mode. Absolutely. Um, and and then and and being able to shift that to self care where it doesn't feel feel selfish, but really self nurturing. Um, and I think that that watching that shift happen with you has been really beautiful, and you recognizing mm-hmm. um, how small investments in um yourself have had huge payoffs and one of the things and i hope it's okay that i share this but one of the things that i thought was so powerful is you hired somebody to meet with you to to walk with you every day or to go with you every day because you knew you needed the accountability and yeah, and and I told her if I cancel that she should still come over and wake me up. <laughs> yeah, don't let me cancel. You you gave her permission to call you on every self sabotaging behavior you might have drawn from because and, you, know, you know she has hip pain, so uh-huh. she does this stuff right with me. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, it's, it's like it, it's uh, it's it's really cool. Right. And you invested in doing individual sessions with me. Yes. You, made, you bought a package of them. You're like, we're going to do this. I am going to yes. meet her once every other week for the next, you know, several weeks. And, and the accountability has been helpful, but it's also helped us to not like, I've been able to not let you get stuck, you know, and give you like, I can tell when this is too much information. So how can we give you like three or four things that I know you'll be successful with. And the 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 victory of that success has helped you get to the next level and get to the next level. And I've watched you just flourish. I mean, not only are you off the pain medicine, but you're doing things you haven't done in years. And I'm not in pain. And you're not in pain. And it's <laughs> volunteering to do it. And I see the difference in your emotional health and your mental health yes from being able to do things physically and it's 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 so beautiful to see how it's all wrapped up and I think that we we miss out on that when we kind of compartmentalize and just treat the physical pain or just treat the the depression and not see how these are 
clearly connected. Actually, Kelly, that's the exact word that I used is um, in in my preparation is that you did not compartmentalize me. You looked at all of me and I did not scare you. And I, you know, being as old as I am with as many problems as I have, it is scary just some doctors are like, I don't want to deal with this, you know, I, with the abuse issues that I have and, you know, all of the stuff from birth that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you didn't, you just interacted with me and we'd pick up, a, 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 once we got started, then it was like, how did it go? Mm-hmm. What worked? What didn't what work? Worked, what didn't work? And how think- do we shift it? I think that's a common thing that happens when people have a complex medical history or a complex emotional health or mental health history combined mm-hmm. with, it can be real easy um, to get distracted or yes. get overwhelmed by those things. Um, and I think that what I, it's, it's somewhat experience for me that I've um, worked with enough people <laughs> to see how it's connected um, and and see the freedom that comes from from not being afraid to talk about the emotional stuff and to talk about the physical stuff and also to not like I feel like um, simplifying things to say okay there's all this going on and some of it's out of our control and some of it we don't know how it's connected but what do we know and what can we do right now that's going to get us to the next step. And I'm always hoping that the next step is also going to have shed light on the next step beyond that. Right. All we need to know is what is the next step and every step forward is going to help you to the next step forward. Right. All we can do is the next step. And, um, and I think that it's very sweet that you said that I, I did, I saw you and I wasn't afraid of it, but I think some of that comes from you weren't afraid either to be vulnerable and to share right. all of this stuff. And um, even if you didn't know how it was connected, you knew these were all parts of you. So mm-hmm. sharing that and being vulnerable with me and being open with me allowed me to learn so much from your journey about because not everybody's willing to be that open about mm. abuse and and yeah. emotional pain and even the pain from your divorce mm-hmm. um, and the pain from that first marriage. Some of that stuff, people would say, oh, that's not stuff that my physical therapist needs to know. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But if it was big enough of a, a heavy enough weight that you have been carrying it for this long, I need to know about that weight because your body had been carrying the weight of all of these painful situations. And there is always a physical response to emotional pain. And that is what we needed to look at. We needed to look beyond of like, oh, this muscle's weak and this muscle's strong and this muscle's tight and this muscle's, you know, hypermobile or whatever. We needed to see why, why has your body been carrying so much? And to acknowledge it, respect what it's been through, honor it, not be mean to you yourself. You know, you have been 
you have been in a battle, you know, and you don't come off the battlefield and nitpick how you fought the battle. Yeah. You're, let's be grateful. We're, we're stepping off the battle and maybe into a new season. And I think uh, I was writing uh, one of the suggestions that you had, which I, I love and I do every day is I, I rub my tummy all over my big fat tummy, you know, in, in this very loving way, which I never loved my tummy. I never loved my body. I never, I saw self-care as a duty. I, I, I never saw it as a pleasure. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And so the thing I do is I take magnesium on my hands and I rub it all over my tummy up and down and around and on the sides. And you're saying on the video when you're showing this, that this helps your digestion and your tummy needs this. And you you know what I mean? And the truth is it did help my, it does help my digestion and I do feel better. Yeah. Um, Blood flow and it starts helping. Like if you have a blood flow thing, that was, uh, and the, um, I just had to say. It's the part that's supposed to hold you together. Yeah. your upper body, your lower body, but all your organs and your spine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And we can't even touch it or feel it. And we're no. disgusted by it. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's some negative energy there that sabotages. Yes. Us, right. And, and I didn't so, even know that. Yeah. And, most and people don't, and most people, when I say it, they, if they don't physically roll their eyes, they internally roll their eyes. Kind of like, mm. oh, seriously, you're telling me to breathe and rub my tummy, you know, or like, I think also we've done like some hip circles with you. Oh, you know? oh, oh, that's, I do that in, I saw you. I, so when I walk, the uh-huh. hip, I do my warm up, and then I still will walk for five minutes or so. And I might challenge is to disconnect my core from my legs in right. in this right hip because it likes to stick together yeah. and I know how to do that now so but when I walk in the middle of the street yeah, right I stop and I do my little hula hoop and do it and then I go again and I don't care if I have to stop 10 times on my walk to do the hula hoop. you're retraining yeah. what you're asking your body to do and it's not rocket science <laughs> I'm just asking for some movement some, yeah. some loving intentional yeah. movement yeah but you have to be in tune with what your body's saying and not, not overreact and not underreact. Like right. you'll overreact like, oh my gosh, my hip is hurting me again. I can't do anything. I better just go home and sit in bed. Or, yeah, or where's my pill? Yeah. Or we underreact and go, yeah. oh, it's nothing. Just power through it. Right. right. And where we need to go, we need to hit right in the middle and go, oh, this is telling me something. Hmm. Let's do something about it. And, you know, and my role is to give you the tools of what to do about it, right? Right. Once I can't be the one that's, that hears what your body is telling you. But once once I train you to not be afraid to listen to what your body is telling you, then I can give you some tools. And the tools are doable and simple. And then it frees you up to take that walk. And that walk helps your spirit, helps your energy, helps your mental health. It's like. You know, it's all it makes me feel a part of the community because yeah. I see my neighbors and I, I see children that I know. And I it's um, you're more it was something, about that the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it, they're, they're the neighbors. You want to check in. See how yeah. so did after their surgery. See how that little kid's learning on their bike. That's you're right. Part of this community. Yes. 
That's right. That's right. And and I'm I'm like a senior citizen too. So it it uh, it it just um I'm getting kind of fragmented here because I'm thinking of so many things at once. But one of the things I wanted to say when you were the powering through, see that was all new to me. I had all of the workout that I'd done earlier in my life. It was all power through. And so that's what I was doing. And I think I was just injuring myself and re-injuring myself and re-injuring myself. When I got with you, I didn't injure myself anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like a perfect blend. And then the tramadol went away and I wasn't in pain. Yeah. And you can feel it, yourself. And, yeah. and were you surprised? Are you surprised? Maybe you're not surprised anymore. But were you surprised at how, because you did have a background of, of a lot of exercise and fitness yeah. from a child and yeah. then as, with your trainer and stuff. Were you surprised at how, how effective small things were in this? Yeah. Process? That's the other thing that I said here is that the, you, my, my um, end kind of goal with you mm-hmm. was to create a lifelong workout. Just for me, right? That supports the things that are difficult for me while conditioning all of me. And I was, I still am extremely surprised at how simple that is and how easy it is. Right. And that's what I want people to do. Nothing to it. It's 45 minutes. You still have to do it. Nobody can do it. But I think that that's what I want people to hear is that you can absolutely do this. It's not as hard as you think. Um, but some of it starts with your mindset and and also being really honest with yourself about what's strong and what's weak on your body, mm-hmm. what you enjoy and what you hate. Like mm-hmm. it's just a sport to do exercises you hate. I mm-hmm. just like, there's got to be another way to do that exercise. <laughs> you, don't hate it. you know, like. I mean, if, if there's something you have to do, well, we try to make it for the smallest amount of time. Right. And then find something you love. Because, right. Because, like, that is totally possible and beautiful, right? Because this is, I want you to have a, a, a exciting and inner, a life that you want to get up in the morning and, and engage in, right? And, and the, the thing is, is that I have rarely had a life that I want to get up and engage in. I, I've had a problem with depression since I was four. So um, I do have that now. I, I am, I do not think that I am going to ever become as depressed as I have been in my life. So like when you, in the, one of the questions was, was there something that you wish that you would have learned sooner? Mm. And I remember us talking that one time and I was saying I didn't exercise for 15 years. And you said, well, Maybe you let that go too long. <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. It might have been a little too long. <laughs> but I also have to tell you that um, something that's coming out of this that's so beautiful and is, I mean, I work really hard on my diet. You and I didn't talk much about diet. Um I think in the very beginning, you just said, I'm not going to talk about weight. We're not going to talk about weight. I mean, I have like 
I have weight to lose and it was, it has bothered me, but you were saying, let's, let's like get you going. Right. I think that, I think the weight that was really a break for me to get off the whole mind thing. And now what's happening is I've actually lost 12 pounds. Because you're moving more and you have the energy to do more. Um, And I'm not, I'm also not, I care more about myself. I'm going to cry. Yeah. I really do. I want to take care of myself. I do not want to eat a bag of Oreos. That will hurt me for days. I have diabetes. You know, and I'm telling you that all of that is like so like a non-issue now. I accept myself for who I am, for what I need. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Very, very grateful. And that gives me love to give. Right. 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 It's it's really a release. Yeah. Because, Because you, you now have, you know, a cup that, is full enough to give out to other people. And it's not yeah, like yeah. empty. And well that's what the day. thing was with my daughter's wedding and seeing all of my ex-husband's family. And I know this is a little personal, but I just, I actually didn't want them to see me in such bad shape. You, you know, I, I really, I actually did not go to my oldest son's wedding in 2008. Mm. I couldn't face these people. Mm-hmm. I walked in there three weeks ago and I was, it was Confident. wonderful. And, it, and this and is me, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I love that. You know, to talk just a bit about the weight situation, because I think that this is such a thing that's, that sabotages people. And I would say, that the medical community has not done well, that you come in with a bunch of stuff. Let's say you came into an office, somebody for the first time, and you give them your complex history. And they say, well, the first thing we need to do is have you lose 50 pounds. And I'm sure you've heard that, right? Right. This is all about your weight. And oh my gosh, how invalidating is that to all the stuff that's going on? And well, it just makes you want to stop at the Dairy Queen on the way home from the doctor. If you could lose the fifty pounds, don't you think we would have already lost the fifty pounds? If that yeah. was, if that, if I could start with that, I would have started with that. Yeah, I, there's other things going on that is keeping me from being able to go there. And right. so, so now what? If I if I can't lose the fifty pounds, you can't treat me. We can't work on anything else. And and I the probably one of the most the the most common questions we get, like when people reach out on our chat or send an email to our website is I have, I'm overweight. Should I lose the weight before I do this work? And our question inevitably is no, you right. need to do this work regardless of what weight you are at. I agree. Because you, this is so you are or how heavy you are, you have a weak core you're yeah. not going to be able to do anything else. Right. And I'm not saying that I don't care about people's diet or I don't care about their BMI or their health and their weight. I do care about it, but we need a starting point. And that starting point needs to be, let's breathe, slow down, connect to your core, get some strength. Think about how you sit, how you stand, how you move. 
so that you can start to move, that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so that you have the the emotional energy and the mental health capacity to make different choices and not emotionally eat or not need those things the same way. Um, I'm a big emotional eater. I have no judgment in that place, you know, and we're all on a journey. So where can we be at this journey, this part of the journey? And oftentimes the weight component comes at another stage. And, and also I believe that we're not all supposed to be size six or size two. I think that it's okay to one of my dear friends, Bethany Learn from Fit to Be, one of the things that she says is, like, let's not be afraid to take up some space. <laughs> yeah. In the world. You know, and I think especially with your history, where you, you, the message you got was to be small and to be invisible and to mm-hmm. not, to not take up space in the world and be quiet and, and to shut you down it's okay for you to own the space you're in right now. This is the space you have. And, and that is yeah. okay. And, yeah. and take up that space and, and, and stand tall and own your height and, and walk with confidence. And, and, and there's a physical strength component to that. And there's an emotional strength component to that. And I'm, I think it's important for us to have all of that wrapped up in ourselves. Yeah, and 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 what we did was layer by layer put that together, and um, starting just at the very beginning, like at the your very beginning, you know, keeping your uh, maybe that wasn't the beginning one, was it? Uh, I think what the beginning, very beginning one, we're was. talking about sitting, breathing, yeah, keeping the core, that exhale, and engaging the core, putting your hands on your tummy, not being afraid. Yeah feel what the muscles do, starting to massage, and really elongating, really Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be tall. And then later, we talked a lot about with your standing, about being grounded, feeling Mm -hmm. the earth underneath your feet, and then elongating out of that. Mm -hmm. And, And for you, because there was such a disconnect to your core, and because you can be really hypermobile, right, you can be kind of loosey goosey. We focused a lot on the the bands and resistance bands, just a little bit for you to feel yourself, to feel all the pieces of yourself congeal and hold together, not in a tight, restrictive way, but in a, almost like hugging yourself from the inside, right? Yeah, that, that was, I, I worked um, in uh, here uh, before the pandemic. I worked with a trainer lifting weights at the Y and um, I was committed and I stayed with it and I got a little stronger, but my pain was really bad and I always took the tramadol. And, and then when my mother died, I went back and I couldn't lift as much weight and I didn't want to lift as much weight. And I, I told him that I don't want to do this like this. It, this feels wrong. And I realized that I was grieving and grieving. Grief is weight. Yes. And so I didn't really want to pull 100 pounds down. Because you were already carrying an extra yeah. 100 pounds on you. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I let go of that. Um, and there was one, more, oh, the, the other thing I, I wanted to just bring up that you did so again, seamlessly is that you get that people have lives. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you're a human, I'm a human, we do certain things and, and like you get that humans go through the world, moving around, doing different things, you know, so, so you're, you're like, okay, do this while you're brushing your teeth and do this while you're in the shower and, and, you know, you're integrating it all and, and you understand that people, you know, you try to find out, you ask, what do you do? Where, and then I'm sure with that information, you come up with, the suggestions that work. Yeah. And the I one that, part of your lifestyle. Yeah, that's and right. How the two, you move and how you feel and how you can, because we can all think, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. But if right. you, know, you learn to stretch every day in the shower and rub yeah. your tummy as part of your bedtime routine, this is these are just loving habits. You know, yep. we learn at a young age how to brush our teeth morning and night. We can yeah. learn a lot of other things too. You well, know? the thing that you did for me, if I don't, if you, I don't know if you remember, but we made, we created a little wake up routine. Oh yeah. And then a little go to bed. It's hard I, for you to get out of bed. I said, okay. Let's yeah, it's really hard, and it's hard for me to fall asleep. Yeah. So we, I do these little exercises in my bed. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> how easy at the end of it, you're ready to get up. Yeah, that's right. I'm just giving myself the signal. That it's time to get up. So just like, I mean, I even do that with my dog if she's sleeping and it's time for her walk or whatever. I kind of pat her a little bit. I don't just like wake her up. I right. you go in softly. And it's so, so that it's like being able to do those kinds of care things that I naturally did for others that I uh, just never learned how to do for myself. Yeah. So. And. I don't think you were ever given permission um, to do that for yourself. And I oh, think- no, as a matter of fact, if I did do it, I was yelled at or called right. yeah. selfish. Or you know, I mean, it was a pretty right. abusive situation. I think one of the unique opportunities I get when I work with people is to give them permission. Yeah, to do things for themselves. And honestly, when I explain what I'm going to ask them to do, and they hear it out loud, they're like well, that seems like an easy enough thing to do, <laughs> you know, yes. but, but for themselves, they would be like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that because we make it into something else in our head. But if I say, you know, I'm going to, you know, when you're waiting for your coffee in the morning, I want you to, to, you know, bend over and stretch your hamstrings at the same time, you know, or when you are, you know, whatever it is you're doing, like I, I kind of, I, I do look for these little pockets of time that you can do it I for me it's like when I'm standing in line at the grocery store you know I kind of press down on the grocery cart I do some shoulder rolls I breathe you know because otherwise I'll be just sitting there watch looking at the tabloids which I don't want to do you mm-hmm. know so like I just replace it with something that's a little bit more nurturing for me while I'm just waiting in line at the grocery store then I don't care if the line's really long and the checker's slow because I just get a couple more opportunities to do a couple more things, right? It's it's trying to like look at giving ourselves permission, creating opportunities, recognizing that we do have time um, if we have the right mindset to look at that time. And and all of that has to happen. But the 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 
I don't know, the real kind of golden nugget is that you have given out a, a series of movements mm-hmm. that are very specific, mm-hmm. very easy to do, learned in just muscle memory. Right. I mean, I know you, the website, you can print stuff out and stuff like right. that, but I haven't had to refer to any of that. It's it, And in the repetition of this, I have gained confidence. Because you're starting to learn for yourself what feels good, what your body needs. When my body makes this little cranky noise, Mm -hmm. it's asking for this and I can give it to it. And then now it works. And, 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 you know, it's like, I start out, I've said this before to people, I kind of start out as an interpreter, like your body speaking French and you only know English and I'm the interpreter. (laughs) And then over time, you know, the language and you don't need me anymore. Right, <laughs> because you well, and, you know, know, that right? makes other people's lives around me, especially my wife. It makes her life easier because I can sort of self-diagnose. Yeah, like I've gotten to a point where uh, whatever, and I I need a break. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go meditate. I need to go stretch. I need to go swim. I need to, mm-hmm. and then I've been writing about all this process as well which um was uh I really appreciated your support of that Mm -hmm. yeah it's healthy it's healthy Mm -hmm. it's really fun did you I know like I know that we kind of came together during COVID Mm -hmm. um but did you have any hesitation or did you feel skeptical about doing these sessions online versus having somebody there. I know that you've had the opportunity to have people there as well, but was there, were you worried about that? Was that something that you thought might I wasn't. I, I worked in tech, you know, I worked for Apple and um, I run a book club online and, and I, I actually, in thinking about this question, I was very, very happy that this was online because I did not feel good, right. you know, it's hard for me to get in the car. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have shown up if I had to drive to see you. So um, I, I wasn't at all. I, I was really impressed with how well it worked. It is. It's, it's surprising it, it, to people, um, especially people that have had really good experiences with physical therapists mm-hmm. um, in person. They think, how could somebody do that online? Or opposite, they've had bad experiences with physical therapists in person. They're like, if it didn't work in person, how is it going to work online? But it's a very, uh, my approach is very different. Um, yes. And it's very, uh, it's it's very much that we partner together. And um, like I said, I'm the interpreter and I give you tools and I ask you a lot of questions. And obviously I've worked with clients in in person for over 20 years. So like, it's not like I'm just making stuff up, you know, <laughs> I've been down this road. But yeah, um, I, I do know that I like I like um, for people to hear that, because I think that sometimes that can be an obstacle for people getting help. And and ultimately, that's that's why I do this work is because of stories like yours and mm-hmm. seeing people's lives be changed mm-hmm. by something that I've learned over the course of my career and my life. But um, it's really rewarding work. Um, to be, I feel like I get to be like 
a spectator of these miracles, you know, and I'm sure that I know I play a role in that, but um, more, the longer I do this work, the more I realize that my role is much smaller than I think, you know, it's, I am just a catalyst for you guys to get what you need. And, and um, it really is fun that my, our, our relationship has been, um, like I said, I've learned a lot from you um, in, in how open you've been about how the physical pain and the physical things that were going on in your life and are still going on at times have been really tied to your mental health and mm-hmm. your emotional um, health and some of the trauma in your past and how you've been so um, open with not just how that's affected you in the past, but how the things that we've worked on has shifted that, you know, oh, yeah. and how I've, I've shared with you that I am working on, you know, a trauma course um, and you being so open about how things have actually affected your mental health and your emotional health helps solidify you know, what I'm doing in building this course. And, and that's, um, that's what I want, you know, people to realize and why we do the podcast is that we can learn from each other. This is not a one way relationship where, you know, like you had called me an expert, which I, I, I don't really like that term just because I feel like experts are kind of know-it-alls. And I like the term specialist a little bit more because okay. I'm constantly learning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm constantly learning from you guys as much as um, you are learning. It's, it's a two way relationship. And can, can I just use an example of an exercise that you taught me Sure. that we had to finesse because of the issue. And it's just that one of the first stretches where you put your leg up over your other thigh uh-huh. and sort of make it there for, yeah. and, and I would always do it and I would bend forward and it's supposed to be a hip stretch, mm-hmm. but it would, because I'm hypermobile in my SI joint, it, I would stretch all the way down and I'd end up pulling it. I wouldn't stretch the hip and I hurt my back. Mm-hmm. And so all that you did was it's like, Sheila, you've got to engage your core. <laughs> like before you do that. Uh-huh. A <laughs> and hinge. Yeah. You know, well, I didn't do it in that spot now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have done that exercise for 50 years and hurt myself every time <laughs> because I never engage my core. Right. I mean, it, it's like, so it is small stuff, you can say. It is, you can say what you do is simple, but mm-hmm. it is essential. Yeah. It is mission uh, mandatory. Yeah. You know, it's mission essential stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be small, but it makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we kind of wrap things up anything okay let me just see um some notes i i just this is what i wrote okay can i read it yes um although i came to kelly with a long and complicated issue she was able to hone in on what i needed at each stage we built a routine over about three to four sessions she never saw me as a compartmentalized person. She wanted to know how I felt 
what worked and what didn't work. She naturally understood the pressure of being a mom and a homemaker. Nothing surprised her. She listened and used her experience, expertise, and vision to help me create a lifelong workout. Mm. And I think that you do have vision for people. I mean, I know you, you, but you have that vision and, and we can look at it and we look at you and go, oh, is that how you see me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that, that's maybe a more correct view than the one I've yeah. got. And yeah, you know, there's, um, there's, you know, you know, from the Bible, there's spiritual gifts that people, you, you know, there's different people that have spiritual gifts, like the gift of teaching the gift of leadership, there's different spiritual gifts. There's a a spiritual gift called exhortation. And it is, um, it is basically speaking truth in love over people, seeing, seeing Mm. the truth that you see and speaking it over people. And I believe that that's one of the things that God's given me is that spiritual gift of, of seeing a truth and speaking it over somebody in a way that they, that's beyond encouragement. It's a little bit of discernment. It's a little bit of prophecy type thing. It's like, I see the potential in someone at their core and I reveal it to them in a way that they can receive it. That feels like, Oh, I can believe that too. And learn it. it. Yes. It's not just one thing and then the next day, what did you do or what did you do? And you go, I don't know. I don't know. No, I know. Yeah. I know what we did. Yeah. I, it's, uh, um, thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. And this journey's not over. We're still on a journey, both of us always. But you've come so far and had such amazing revelations. And I just feel like we're in a stage in our culture where people are openly talking about mental health issues yes. more than they ever have. Thank yes. God. And I felt like this would be just a really beautiful way to to kind of share that that component of this work with people from somebody that's doing the work, you know, on themselves. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm, I feel blessed to be able to um, to have shared it with you and be a part of it with you. Mm, thank you thank you me too yay all right (laughs) so thank you everybody for joining us for this episode and if you have um questions for me you can always email me at kelly at the tummy team.com and you can see more of what we're doing at the tummy team um dot com and we're gonna put some like other little resources with our podcast notes about some of the things we talked about today with Sheila so that if you need some free resources to kind of get started in your self-care journey, you will have some resources to start with. All right. So thanks everybody. We will see you next time. Thanks, Sheila. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Thank you.